God is good. Amazing. All the time. <laughs> Lebs. It's good to have Lebo with us. Do you want to just stand? I'm going to talk to you about you later. It's great to have you. So today is going to be a little bit different. Um, we generally start the year, uh, we kind of, we, if most of the year kind of looks in a place where we are building and we're going through books and, we, and we're learning and we're going deep into our faith and all of that stuff. But today we are dreaming. And uh, I think this is Vision Friday for a reason, and it'll probably spill over into next week, is that we need to always keep the vision of God in front of us and bigger than ourselves. And I said to the elders two weeks ago, we had a time with them, I said, if your future that God has for you doesn't scare you, it's not from God. I think if there's something that you can maintain by your own efforts and the, and the way that you do things, it's, it's not a heavenly vision. I think a heavenly vision calls for the impossible. It calls for things that we cannot do in our own strength, that we cannot do by ourselves. And I, if you're taking notes, Habakkuk 2 verse 2 says this out of the voice message. It says, write down this vision. Write it clearly on tablets or on paper so that everyone who reads it may run with it. Everyone who reads this vision may run with it. And uh, who's heard of blue sky thinking? Some of you guys would have, may have heard of that. But basically it's this. It's, it's when organizations get together and they start thinking bigger than their, their current limitations. And the meaning of it is to, uh, it's the creative ideas that are not limited by current thinking or beliefs. So there's certain things that we believe right now about a church, what we're living in right now. And I think God wants to blow our minds. God is a God of the impossible. He, he always does things way beyond that we could ever dream or imagine, the Bible says. Like it's, so if you can think of something so, so massive, God is saying, think bigger. And I want to say that I believe that God has given us a vision for this church that is, that is big enough to fit any other vision inside of it. Because our vision ultimately is to change this nation, to change nations of the earth, is to be the salt and the light, is to be the yeast amongst the dough. Hebrews 11 says this, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And when we were thinking about this warehouse and we were thinking about the people, I mean, when we, it was like an absolute dream that we thought maybe we would have more than 100 people in our church. We were like, I remember sitting with Ramsey in the early days and we'd be like, yeah, how cool it would be if we have like 100 people. Like, and now God's just multiplied that and he's done way more than we can imagine. So I'm saying today, I want to dream way, way bigger than I did whenever it was four, four, three, four years ago when I did the 2020 vision. We're doing a 100-year vision. Because I believe, and I love, Lebo shared a word at, at, um, at the prayer meeting that there's almost going to be stuff written about our church, written by us, written by you, that in 100 years down the line, we're going to look back and see what the faithfulness of God, and we're going to make, this church has made history, and will continue to make history in this nation and the nations of the earth. I believe out of this place, God is going to raise up church planters. He's going to raise up people that are going to be sent to the four corners of this earth because God is doing something in our hearts. There's revival happening in our hearts. And I feel like going into this year, there's, and it's, it's, I always feel like to prophesy this, that it is this multiplication year. Multiplication of, of who we are, possibly other sites, possibly other places, multiple meetings, whatever it's going to look like. But God's going to multiply himself in all of our hearts. 
so we can be more to the city and see more of a change in the city. I, someone said that, that dreaming is the seedbed of faith. And my mom can tell you that when I used to play uh, mini soccer, um, I never played it very well because I was always in the corner of the field just going, and the coach would always say, Dan, put your hands off your head. And uh, I was always daydreaming. I'd be, in a, I'd be playing tennis, and I'd be taking my tennis racket and like jingling along on the tennis racket, and the tennis coach would like throw a ball at me. It was just, there was never that, that a bigger, for me it was always dreaming. I mean, I used to sit and dream about being David in the middle of, just on my bed, like, and I feel like that's something of dreaming is what God wants to release back into our hearts again. That if we start to look at this year and the possibility there's a God wants to do in and through every single one of us, it's way more than we can ever imagine. That is, us, we went, Bruce and I went uh, away last weekend to, to Bahrain, which is a powerful weekend. God's doing something with worship in the region. But the one guy that is speaking there is Sean Foote, and he says, the nature of the Holy Spirit is an ever-expanding nature. He doesn't back down. The kingdom doesn't back down. The kingdom, when there's opposition, actually gets stronger. And I think when we face with opposition, some of you have been faced with opposition last year into this year, you must know that God is building something in you so he can do something out of you into the future and what he's called you to do. I felt God speak to me last week. And you know, you sometimes get a little rebuke from the Father. And I'm like, I'm like in worship and I'm going for it. And I felt God say, just whisper to me, you're too conservative. I was like, I've definitely got British blood in me. That's probably why. Um, <laughs> God wants us to dream again as a people. Abraham, I'm just, if you're taking notes, you can write down a theology of bigness. We cannot put God into a box. So often, even if you look at the word theology, it means the study of God but yet sometimes we do the study of God and we put him into a box that fits neatly within what we want God to look like. And I say God is way beyond that. Hearing stories last week of Sean Foote, um, he's just this worship guy, like super brave, goes into like the front lines of Mosul, Mosul in, in Iraq and he worships and he worships and as he started to worship, they actually start to defeat ISIS. There's this, I mean, and for me, I'm like realizing that, the, that there's something so unique on the call on a, on a local church in this city, in this region, that's way beyond what we can ever imagine. I even saw this morning, as we're worshiping this, there's this song that's going into the heavens that is clearing the heavens for God to come and do his work in this nation. And that's why us arriving on a Friday, and that's why us pitching up and, and serving and loving and giving and being sacrificial and, and having sacrificial praise matters because it's changing the atmosphere that we live in. And I feel that, we, that this is what the year is going to be on. We're going to see some powerful worship times. We went a little bit longer this morning, which I loved, because we're going to be, when we worship and we, we gaze upon His face, we push back darkness. So often we think warfare is about, uh, we have to kind of call out the thing and just do like, and like get all like kind of amped around it. But actually, the, the greatest warfare and the greatest defeat of the enemy we can see in our life is when we start to look on Jesus Christ. When we start to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, we become enamored by Him and everything else starts to change from that place. Abraham, if you have, uh, I think it may be written on the back. Genesis 15, 5, and he says, And he brought him outside and said, Look towards heaven, this is God, and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. 
It's amazing when God wants to speak to Abraham, he doesn't speak to him inside the tent. He takes him outside. He says, look above. God used uh, Abraham, which they believe was some kind of, of star follower. That's kind of the religion of the time that he came out of. But God uses the thing that is way greater than he could ever, ever, ever have imagined. And he uses it and he says, that's what your offspring is going to look like. So when people come and say that God just wants me to just be, have a, lead a quiet life and carry on, no, that's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible keeps expanding our vision way beyond that is comfortable. And I think in order to grow, we have to stretch. I like to mention my exercise every week in church, if that's cool, because I just feel like it's an accountability thing. You will see the difference in a few years' time. Come on. <laughs> Prophesy. Faith in things I cannot see, you know. Um, but this week, I, 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 got, I, uh, I, I went back into the whole CrossFit you know, CrossFit my brew. And uh, so these guys, there's like girls that are just like smashing it. I'm like, I just, I always hide in the corner because there's a place that's behind the pillar that I can go hide and do my exercise because then it doesn't matter if I mess up. And they say I do 20, I do 10. It's just, it's just, I physically can't do more. But the, the point is, in order to grow and get stronger, there's always a stretching. And I think going into this year, that, that stretching is good. Embrace the stretch. Embrace the bigness. Embrace the uncomfortable moments because that's when God is working the most in you because he wants to build bigness in you so you can have bigness out there. He has to always do work in our hearts before he uses us on other people. And he takes Abraham and he says, look up to the stars. And I wonder in that moment how, what that actually looked like. Was that God kind of, it says that God came into him in, in a vision, but like, did, did God shout to him? I think it was this, this whispering moment. And I love the picture. I think it's of Elijah, where the wind comes, the earthquake comes, the fire comes, but yet God starts to speak to him in a whisper. And a whisper for me always speaks of intimacy. Starla can't sit there and whisper to me, Dan, you better do this thing. I won't hear her. I'm also the worst. I have a good ear and a bad ear. So I always have to like turn to my good ear so she can whisper into my good ear. That's quite sad if I'm only 30 and 33 and it's already that. But anyway, whispering for me means intimacy. And I think God is going to start whispering stuff into people's hearts this morning. He's going to start urging you, say, do you know what? Ed, Ryan, the stuff that I've put on your heart. What's your name again? Brendan. <laughs> Brendan, the stuff that I've put on your heart, God wants to whisper in our hearts again and he wants us to dream again as a people. And he wants us to look beyond our current limitations and start to have blue sky thinking and blow, blow the head off what, God, what, what we think God wants to do in and through us because it's way more than we can imagine. Yeah, just I want to prophesy at some point because I feel like God is just, he's, he's kind of releasing newness over people this morning. There's, there's some people here that are, are going to start, there's going to be like incredible shifts in the spirit. And I feel like there's almost going to be, yeah, a complete direction change for some of you. Just, and it's going to come when you start whispering to the, when you start hearing the whisper of the father. Take time in your day. Spoke about it a couple of weeks. Just learn to hear the whisper. Learn to hear. Donnie and your wife, sorry. I, I just feel like, I forgot your name. I'm so sorry. Yes, Chantal. I see, I see a picture of you um, almost with uh, khaki on. Like, you know, that's kind of like farmer khaki stuff. 
And, uh, and I feel that God is, he wants to, he's going to use you guys to go and do some radical stuff in the mission field. And I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a stirring at all, but I just, I see almost like this pioneer spirit on you. And there's this, this quiet um, faithfulness, but God is, he's going to start releasing a roar in and through you and your family. So even what you've walked through, which I don't know any of the story really, I know we're going to meet at some point. But uh, yeah, God, I feel like he's just been preparing you for the season that he's going to take you into. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. We can often look at this world and the the terrible stuff that's going down in it and not understand all of that. All I know is that God is working. God is working from the beginning of time. The Bible is the story of God. It doesn't cover every historical moment, although it does line up historically. It doesn't cover every single moment, but it speaks about the story of God and what he's doing through his people. There's this moment Jesus comes, the, 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 he, he sends out the 12, the 12 right from the, the Holy Spirit comes on him, the church is born. Now we are an extension of that story. There's incredible churches in the city that are an extension of the story of God that we are all living out. We are like, we're almost like the 12 tribes living out a different part, fulfilling a different role within the greater good and the greater body of Christ. I believe God is waiting for us, his sons and daughters, a new race, a people of God, all ethnicities, all backgrounds to take their possession in him. Revelation 7, 9 says this, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the lamb and they were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hand and they were crying out in a loud voice salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb we are looking forward to a day when every nation is going to bow before the before the knees before on their knees before Jesus Christ And that is the vision. That is the big vision that God has put us into. It's not a small vision. It's way bigger than what we could ever imagine. And I've got a a quick little challenge for us today. We're going to hand these out very soon. But um, I want to read the scripture just before you hand it out. Just pause. I know you guys are eager. Joshua 18 verse 3. God spoke to me so clearly through this. It says, how long will you put off going in to take the possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? There is people sitting here where you know God has whispered stuff in your prayer times. He's whispered stuff through different people. It may be a ministry call. It may be starting a business. It may be uh, starting a charity. It may, be, it may be any of those things. But God has started, he's, he's whispered stuff into your heart. And you may have just kind of dimmed it down, but I feel that God is giving us permission this morning to dream those dreams again. And uh, so what I want to do is we're going to hand out these cards. First of all, you've got this. It's called, you can go for it, whoever's handing out. Thank you. This is a, a magnet that I want you guys to stick on your fridge. Hopefully, is this metal? This hopefully it works. There it is. Okay. It says, write the future. And it's a reminder daily that we need to keep writing the future that God has for us. And I'm not talking about 
a career goal. I'm not talking about getting a six-pack uh, in six months. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about your God vision. God, is, God has put a vision inside of all of us. And then I've given it, everyone has got a little card that says, write the future. Write the future. It's written up there. Thank you to Amy for doing that. You guys all saw the video. Very, very cool. Um, and this is not... This is not a personal goal moment. This is a kingdom goal. This is what the the whisper, and I'm I'm not saying write this down straight away. I'm going to give you the whole meeting to kind of think about it and a little bit of time at the end. But what I want you to do with this is by the end of the meeting, you've written on it, and we're going to send the buckets out again. And then if you could just put back in the bucket what what you have written. Now, do it in a few words. I've written some examples here. I want to pray for the sick. I want to start a kingdom business. I want to serve more in the church. I want to start a charity. I want to give more generously. I want to go on a mission trip. I want to lead people. I want to invite people who don't know Jesus for dinner. I want to plant a church, start a community group. I want to be more bold in my faith. Whatever it is, you can write your name on it, but it doesn't really matter. What we're going to do is get Amy, which she doesn't know yet, to some way write that on that board. We're going to either project it, maybe we need some more artists because it might take a while. And if there's an overlap of things, then we're going to kind of summarize it. But it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a constant reminder for the next few months about the future that God has for you and what, you, what He's trusting you with. And it's giving you an opportunity again to dream, to dream way bigger than you ever thought or imagined. Just give a few moments for that to be handed out. I love, while that's being handed out, I'm just going to carry on talking a little bit more, but it's the vision that Jesus had is obviously the greatest vision of, of all. His vision ultimately is to bring the kingdom of God to earth. And that is an, a, a complete change. It says this, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus is building something so powerful and we have to realize that we are part of the most powerful group of people on this planet. And it's amazing because some may be martyred, some may be killed, some may be arrested for their faith, whatever it is, because we don't fight the war with with flesh and blood, we fight it in the spiritual. And we, we as a church change the landscape of this city and we change the landscape of what God has, has has put in front of us. Okay, who doesn't have, does everyone have their cards yet? You're all good. At the back, Greg, you got it. Cool. Cool, so you can write now, you can write later, just, if we can just, it's probably bad to have given you stuff to write now, but anyway, just can we concentrate just for a few seconds while I I teach you through a few things, and I'm going to give you a moment again at the end to write there. So often we look at the word church, and I've taught this before, but we look at it as a gathering or a place. We look at it as something we go to and, and maybe a part of, but then we leave here, we live our lives, and then we might come back again the next week. And I think the, the longer we have that understanding of the word church, which kind of came around like kind of the, the, 
the middle, in the middle century, uh, so the 15th, 16th century, where it's like this, this place that we gather. Before it was this dynamic group of people that met in homes, that met in big places and small places, and literally changed society. If you look at church history, the first 200 years, before it became this nationalized religion, it was this underground. They were persecuted. Their heads were chopped off. And it, and it grew like wildfire. It grew across cities where there was absolute, absolute change to the point where the Roman Empire said, there's something so powerful about this kingdom of God, the church, that we're going to actually nationalize. And actually, that's what ruined everything at the end of the day. And I think the church is, a, is at its best when we are like ourselves here. A little bit underground, a little bit sneaky, but knowing that God is ahead of us and going ahead and, and for us. If you look at the word, it actually means ecclesia, which is a Greek word to mean, uh, to mean the called out ones. The word, it means an elected. If you look, the original, the original Greek is an elected group of people called to govern a city, to order society so it can flourish. That is what the church does. We're, we're a group of people got, called and elected by God himself so that we can flourish, so the world can flourish in their relationship with God. We have the highest calling that, that you could ever have, and it's to be part of a local church. I just, I love, I love this. I've given my life to it. We were talking the other night, we handed over our community group to Simon and Amy, and we're just talking about the church. And it was amazing to hear stories of our people have been restored and loved and, and forgiven and, and walked through marriage stuff just because they come and they gave themselves to a local church. Amazing. So I'm going to end today. With my vision, not this, I believe that does line up with scripture, but God, God gives a general vision for the church, which we all follow, make disciples of all nations. But I believe that there's a few things that are specific to city lights that I want to just dream big again. Can we do that? Cool. So the church I see, the church I see is a church that worships. John 4 verse 24, it says, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. And my, my greatest longing is that, and it's, it's singing songs, of course, it's living our lives of worship, of course, but it, it basically means that our whole lives are pointed towards heaven. Our whole lives are pointed towards the Father. And we're living every moment for him and by him and through him for his glory to see his kingdom come onto this earth. It's an utterly Jesus-focused people. Uh, Luke verse, uh, 10 verse 27, Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. He says that is the greatest commandment. And that for me, and it's, it's pretty obvious and I think that's what every church should be and should do. But so often we can get sidetracked about through other stuff and our, our, our focus becomes mainly about what truth we believe or theology and that's good and, and you need those things to prop things and keep things in place. But the main ultimate goal of the local church is to worship Jesus. Because we're going to enter into, 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 into eternity and we're going to be worshiping the Father day and night, night and day. And it's going to be, I don't know if anyone has ever been in an incredible worship session where, where it feels like you're lost in the moment. And I've been in a worship session where it's two, three hours have passed by and I'm like, it's felt like 10 minutes. And I feel that is a minuscule of what heaven's going to be like. And we need, to, we need to practice on earth what we're going to be doing in heaven, worshiping the Father. So let's just, to take that to a musical level as a worshiping church. Now, there's so many things I can say about worship. Raising your hands is a biblical thing. Bowing your knee. These are all, Barak means to bow. It means to, to, to show adoration to the Father. We can show Him through our actions. And I want to encourage you and not to kind of do something that's, 
that try and manipulate it in any way, but feel free to worship Jesus however you want. Jumping, well, no, that's the, you know, you got the Christian bounce, you know. Um, we can go a little bit further than that, okay. But I'm saying that, that <laughs> no shofars, there we go. Ramsey just indicated. Um, but we, 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 there's freedom that we want, that I believe that God wants to take us to as a church. And saying that on a music level, I think God is going to use us, not I think, I know God is going to use us to host world-class music events. Whether our license allows us to do, um, what's that thing called? Concerts and uh, big festivals, that's what our business license allows us to do. So let's just prophesy into the future that that's going to happen. And on that, we've got a cool announcement we want to tell you guys. We have Martin Smith coming to City Lights. Bigger chair than that, come on guys. He, for those of you who don't know who he is, he started Delirious uh, 20 years ago, whenever it was, probably one of the most influential Christian bands of, of our generation. Uh, he inspired guys like Hillsong, inspired other, other church bands, uh, Bethel, all of the kind of the, the big names of today were all inspired through this very quiet, humble man who just led people into worship. And that is going to be cool. So we're going to do a big concert. We don't know where or how. It's, again, it's a faith thing. Uh, but it's going to be big and it's going to be awesome. And then um, we're going to do a worship conference, most likely here, but if, we're in a, if God moves us somewhere else, then there. But that's going to be for worship teams across the city. We're going to invite every church we know to be part of this. It's gonna, and more than just bringing a name and stuff, because when you actually meet them, they're like just super humble and stuff. It's, I think it's going to be a significant moment in the region where we're going to see God's presence come, we're going to see unity come through the churches. Because the amazing thing about worship, and especially guys, you can take it off, thanks. Guys like Martin Smith, etc., etc., Matt Redman, is that they unify the church. And that is one of the greatest heartbeats that I have. And we've run events throughout leading this church. We've invited churches from across the city. Some have come, some haven't, but there's been events. Scarlet is all about the churches in the region. The stuff we want to do is to resource and love the region because we believe that the kingdom is bigger than any local church. And we all play our part within that. We're going to do albums. I wrote something that I think is pretty radical. We're going to redefine what what worship music sounds like. And, um, and that made just so, that's, Dan, that's a great dream. I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm tired, those of you who are musicians, I'm tired of four chords. Uh, we're going to, there's, there's time, and I believe that it's going to start coming when we start bringing in something of the indigenous sound that we, that we find ourselves in. I have a, a deep desire in my heart to see the sound of people in this region being worship, with, with worshiping Jesus, with those same sounds, but worshiping Jesus. And I long that we're going to have um, a recording studio. And that's, this, this stuff is not out of our reach. That we want to have a recording studio that becomes a hub for recording in the region. For artists, for, for worship bands. From, we get the guys from Bahrain to come and We get the guys from Qatar. And our, our friends that we're building through worship. And we're going we're gonna to record worship albums that are going to go out from this region and into this region. And, and hopefully into the earth. Because I believe God wants to release a sound in and through City Lights. And those who don't... Enjoy, I mean, everyone enjoys music, but those who are not a musician, you go, cool, we'll just buy the albums. That's what we need. (laughs) Go. We're a church on mission, locally and abroad. We're on a mission to the city. Stahl and I were talking last night, and she just said, I almost want 
the ch- our church to become like the people in the church, the ecclesia, you and me, the called out ones. As we enter into society, we become like magnets because we're carriers of the presence of God. We have Christ in us. We have the mind of Christ. We have Jesus, the God, the Holy Spirit, the eternal one living inside of us. I mean, that is just mind-blowing. Let's just think about that for a second. That, that's what we believe as followers of Jesus, that, that he lives inside of us and lives through us. That is crazy. But, so that's part of us being a, a magnet to people, reaching those who don't know Jesus. We're a church that is about worshiping him, about his presence, about all of that stuff. But I want to be a church that is known to see people who are far from God come to know him. And I, I mean, I, I, I chat to a few people, coffee shops and, and friends of mine that I knew from school. And it's like, churches, it's, it's, it's not on everyone's radar. Some of you come this morning and it's like, well, church is what I do. It's obvious, it's Friday. Most people, it's not. It's preparing themselves for uh, a big brunch. Um, it's, it's, it's so many other things other than, than kind of dedicating our hearts to God. And I, I long for the day when we are so bursting at the seams, wherever God multiplies us and plants us out, because there's such a hunger for people to come in and find Jesus Christ, the hope that changes our hearts. He is the only hope that we have. People matter to God, and what matters to God matters to me. God cares about souls. God cares about, there's not many empty seats this morning, but we're going to get many empty seats into the future. Wherever we end up going, there's going to be a, a need and a call for all of us to say, invite your friend. Come. Come find a place where you're loved, accepted, uh, celebrated, no matter who you are and what you've done. And come, come meet a God who can utterly change you. It can fill the void, that, 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 the, the void of brokenness. He can change your marriage. He can change your life. He's the only hope, Jesus. And I long for us to go on mission into different nations. And uh, we've done that a few times. But can I ask uh, Lebo and Bruce to come stand here? Okay, we all, I'm going to be a lot shorter on the next few points. Um, I wanted to bring these guys up because they were part of my community group when I led a church at Starless Dad Church in Bryanston in, um, how many years ago? Lebo is about 15 or 16, and how old are you now? 28. So I've known you like 14 years at least, if my math is correctly. Correct? Correctly. (laughs) My English is not great, but my math is okay. (laughs) 13 years. And then Bruce about the same time. And the amazing thing for me is that I, I just I kind of took a step back last week. Bruce and I went and we ministered in um, in Bahrain, and I thought, who, who would have knew, who would have known that that years down the line, Bruce and I, who are friends first, are doing ministry together. And he played the guitar and he prophesied over this one guy so accurate that the guy said you're basically reading his mail. Um, and he was a blessing then. I think, wow, what a privilege to have walked this road with Bruce. He's on staff with us, and these are these are my longtime friends that have walked a journey with us. And, we, and we're going to be journeying into the, 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 the future together. We are joined, Bruce. <laughs> He's tried to leave so many times. Um, I know there always be. And then Lebs. I, I, I mean, yeah, dude, I just, I said to start this morning, I feel like there's an international anointing on your life. And not, just not the same old, same old. Like God is going to do some different stuff through you. And musically, I think he's going, to, he's going to use you to pioneer different and new ways of doing us. And I just said, Star, like, I feel like there's something of like almost that Matt Redman and, uh, and 
Tim, uh, Tim Hughes and Martin Smith where there's like this international thing and I, I feel like don't ever lose that because that's what God is actually calling you to and there's going to be more songs released and Lebo led worship the first time in my community group so I, he's like my son we're basically twins this morning it's like looking in a mirror um, so but yeah thanks guys that's awesome I think it's just a good picture of what and as we journey together as a church, I long to look in five, ten years' time and there's people that have planted churches across the region and we're gathering together and we're like, we're friends and we're connecting and we're doing it around ministry and around food and it's just exciting. Okay, the, a church where everyone is serving God and walking into their calling. 1 Corinthians 12, you can go read it, but it's just every part of the body playing their part. Whether it's in the local church, outside of the local church, prophesying to, to, to your work colleagues, loving people, there's... Every part, every person has a part to play. The youth, um, I saw Trav, but I think he's with his boys. But I, I long to see a youth revival. Is Trav, are you here? No, he's not. Okay, it's fine. Long to see a youth revival where we're seeing teenagers come in by the thousands and they're attracted to the life of God and what he's doing in and through us. Business people, men, women, children, God is doing something incredible amongst you all. A church that is creative. I'm not going to read this whole prophetic word. So we got a, a prophetic word a couple of months ago. Um, and then it kind of confirmed the prophetic word that the same guy gave us a few months before that. And this guy, he just said, God gives you permission to color outside the line. For the Lord is releasing over you a calling of reformation. I feel like your church is called literally to host what many churches say can't be hosted. I feel like the Lord is calling you to reach the people, uh, sorry, to reach people the church says can never be reached. Amazing, amazing um, calling. And it says, the permission to do something differently is so upon you right now. And this was about two, three months ago he said this to us. There's grace being released in the spirit for you guys to think differently. And I know it's the tagline of Apple, but people don't know what they need until you show them. I feel like that's going to be part of our future, that there's going to be innovative ways of doing church, of, 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 of doing worship, music, food, coffee, cafes, etc., etc., that is going to be, that they're going to, they're going to go like, I didn't know the church could do that. Yeah, well, that's part of, I want to have a why not of our church. Like, let's just, let's start a, let's start a cafe, why not? Let's do something crazy, why not? Like, because we just kind of all know that God wants to, to reach people in the city, um, I'm going to just, how much time do we have? I've really gone over. Okay, I'll bring it to an end, starters. Bring it to an end. Okay, sorry guys. This, okay. Um, there's a new permission that God is releasing you to do things differently and I feel like it's going to be radical and I keep hearing the word holy grounds. Holy grounds and I feel like it's connected to the culture of coffee. Amen. Um, and the culture of a cafe and the culture of being able to meet in such a way that is so disarming, but it's not uh, that everything else is wrong, but it's going to become another facet of what the Lord is going to use, that we needed some stops in here. Um, he's going to use your arsenal to reach people in the city. And I just remember when I was in my 20s, I was working in a, this strange part of Johannesburg in a little warehouse and I had this one of those big computers, you know, when it was like big at the back, we all remember that. And I was like, and I'll go Google about cafes, about how we reach people in cafes. And I was 20, 22, 23 years old. And back then I was dreaming about the stuff that's still in my heart that we're going to start doing as a church. 
And what that looks like, we're not sure, but I'm, I'm, we're going blue sky today. We're going massive. We're saying, if God has called us to, to start a cafe, if he's started, called us to start some kind of restaurant so we can reach people in, for Jesus, then, then so be it. Businesses, yeah. A church filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, a church shaped around the word, a generous church. And I want to say last year, some of you may know, but we, we gave away 250,000 dirhams. The goal this year is 500,000. And uh, let's do this together. This is not just like we get in tithes and offerings and we give that away. It's like we're going we're gonna to take every opportunity to give money away. Because I believe that is what the kingdom is all about. We're a pioneering church. Worship team, can we come up, please? God hasn't called us to settle. Imagine the Israelite people settled before the promised land and they just thought it's too hard. It's too difficult to carry on. This, they actually, they did at one point and then they had to wait 40 years to enter, it in, enter into it again. And let us not be that people. Let's be willing in the day of battle. Let's be, if there's a mountain to climb, we say, yes, let's do it. Let's not waste any more time Holding on to past stuff, if people have offended us, if, people, if there's sin that is holding us back, if, if whatever it is, if there's offense that you've had with the church, and I'm talking not so much this church, but maybe the church in the past, there's a moment now where we can deal with that and we can dream again for the future. Because the enemy, I can tell you, wants to lie to you and tell you that, that, that you don't have a future, that you can't trust the church, that you can't trust God, you can't trust all of that stuff, and it's a lie. And I want this morning for us to just to raise our hearts and our hands and just say, you know what, God, I'm going to believe you again. So I don't know if, if you guys have, have written this. We're going to probably sing a song and then we're going to show this great vision video that Bruce put together that I was meant to show you in the beginning. I apologize. Um, and I love this from Martin Luther King. And it was his birthday the other day. Just an incredible man. Just pioneered such incredible things around the world around equality it says if you can't run sorry if you can't fly then run if you can't run then walk if you can't walk then crawl but whatever you do you have to keep moving forward and I want us as a church to can we stand to our feet to continue to be a pioneering church to continue to take new ground, to continue to step forward into what God has for us. And we're going to have the ushers come around. If you want to drop your little card in the, in the thing, remember to keep your magnet, drop the card. And, um, but as we do that, we're going to worship, and then we've got a few, th- we've got a few things after that.